Hello, my name is Brennan. And my name is Jesse. And we've been brothers our whole lives. We also host a podcast called Dad, I Have to Pee. Every Friday we discuss parenting and punk rock with a special guest. We also answer your listener questions and impart our questionable wisdom. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other places. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Dad I Have to Pee. Parenting versus Podcast is a proud member of the Borellas Podcasters Guild. Good morning. Welcome to the Parenting versus Podcast. Podcast. It's uh, pretty early Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Lindsay's still waking up. Has her coffee. There was um, a shit show of a night. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been up since five uh, ten. Good lord! But uh, that was that was on purpose. Um, I don't mind waking up early. I, in fact, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Right. I, hmm? Well, our son had a nightmare at three in the morning and came up and then woke up his brother. So they both came up to our bed. So if you can try to imagine fitting a family of five into a queen size bed, that's the situation. And so eventually, well, you just Ed. swallowed really loud. Oh. Eventually, Gross. <laughs> I took the boys back to their room and put them to bed and slept in the bunk beds. And I'm just so tired. Yeah. Yeah, so five a family of five in a queen bed doesn't work, um, no, but uh, yeah, we I mean that's not new to us. We're we've been doing this for a while. Well, our four year old has made a habit of coming into our bed every night, and usually I can sleep through her being in there. Like she's little, she's sneaky, she's quiet. She just kind of pops in there, and I don't even know. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> mornings when I wake up and I'm like, oh, Juliet's there. Yeah, yeah, no, but with the boys, it's like they have to let all of us know that they're there. And then they have to let us all know that we need to, like, rearrange. So, I don't know. So, anyway, so I took the boys back downstairs, got them back in their bunk beds, and then I was so tired, I just, like, crawled into the bunk bed on the bottom and was like, I'm sleeping here. (laughs) Um, But then there's nights when Juliet will just be standing on the edge of the bed. Or sometimes she'll do this thing where, where, like, we're about to go to bed, and she's sort of, like, creeping on on the outside of our bedroom door. And we keep our bedroom door open, just, I don't know, I'm a paranoid weirdo and i like i like to have the door open so that i can hear everything that's going on in the house i think that might be a primal male thing yeah and it might just be sort of my background in living in new mexico and i don't know my ha- our house was broken into when i was a kid i don't know maybe there's some deep-rooted stuff there i have no idea but anyways i keep the door open because i want to hear the whole house um but sometimes she'll just be sort of lurking in the darkness and then sometimes she'll just walk up to the bed and like be standing there as i'm like drifting off to sleep and i'm like oh there's a baby there that would oh (laughs) and she's so quiet too Mm -hmm. she's all of like 25 pounds (laughs) and maybe i don't even know if she weighs that much she's 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 itty bitty yeah i think she went to the doctor she weighs like in the in the ballpark of like yeah not 25 not very much yeah (laughs) yeah so, anyways, yeah, I was up this morning. Um, I got a message from my manager saying, "Hey, don't worry about coming in today." So, I was gonna go to work. It's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, it's like a it, nice little like, "Hey, enjoy your life." <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was I was super motivated to head in. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not disappointed <laughs> that I have the day off. It's really nice, especially because it's Sunday and. Um, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of time today, so so that's that's going to be nice. Surprise time we weren't going to have. So yeah. That's cool. yeah, shout out St. John's Christian Church for for doing their their Christian thing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, um, we've been going to this like it's not really like we don't go. Well, it's pandemic land, yeah. So so it's it's virtual and. But I don't know. We're, like we're a kids thing, and they're and they're they definitely are in line with a lot of our beliefs and um, yeah. and things that we 
care about that we want to see right and church so faith community is something that has been lacking in our life for a long time because of pandemic land and Mm -hmm. because of conflict of beliefs and stuff like that with previous things but i mean i don't even have to go into that um anyways uh yeah it's too early let's start in genesis one um no uh god help us so this morning i was just i was sitting 5 10 a.m waking up like i was in that state where you're waking up at 10 a.m did i say 10 (laughs) 5 a.m 5 10 5 10 a.m oh got it okay sorry i'm maybe just not awake yeah sorry but i i kind of stumbled to the coffee pot and I'm (laughs) yeah I'm I'm struggling I'm struggling to remember how to make coffee I'm like okay where's the grounds help me water like it's just (laughs) standing there with an empty pot like waiting for the knowledge to kick in (laughs) waiting for the hamster wheel to start rolling oh my gosh I feel like every adult that's tired in the morning can relate to that feeling where you're just like, like you're standing in the kitchen, just standing there and you forgot why you're there. Cause you're too tired. And you're just like, what am I doing? Am I, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I made the coffee and, um, I sat on the couch and I, I do this thing in the morning. I don't, I don't want to watch TV. I don't want to turn on the TV right away, but our Google home will, uh, rotate through some pictures. So I'll throw on some relaxing music and I'll, I'll kind of just look at the pictures and just sort of reflect on that. Um, and then if I feel especially reflective, I will go into uh, my phone and I'll, I'll write a journal entry. So I, I use, uh, and if you ever want to want some pro tips on writing a journal, hit me up. This guy's a journal maniac. Yeah. So I have Mac a cheese. I have a physical journal. So, okay. He's a I, journal connoisseur. I guess so. A journal sewer? <laughs> I think it's really cool, uh, like historically, to go back and like read other people's writings from a long time ago, whether nerd it be alert. whether it be ten, fifteen, twenty, a hundred years ago. I'm just kidding, it's, you're not a nerd. Yeah. It's really cool, and it's really interesting to think to see what's going on in people's minds. So I have this. I don't know what it is, but like I, I want to be able to provide an insight to what I'm thinking to future generations. Not like people are really going to care what I'm thinking, but. Just in case people want to, it's there. See, okay, so there's two things about that that I think are interesting. Like, and I'm I'm not trying to be like a a know-it-all or a downer, but I've thought about this. I feel like it's different. It's going to be different in the future because our world right now is so recorded anyway. Like, they're just going to go on YouTube if there is such a thing or the YouTube archives. And they're going to be able to see how people were living and talking and acting. Mm -hmm. And it's very available. Yeah, there's more yeah. Mi- there's more mystery for uh, society maybe a hundred years ago because it wasn't so well, well recorded. But so I wanted to kind of segue on that. So the second thing that's kind of cool to kind of like piggyback on what you're saying. The other day, there's this Russian guy on YouTube. I don't, I can't remember his name. I'll find it somewhere. Vlad. I think it's like Vasily. Vasily. I don't know. I'm really bad at Russian names. I don't know. Sorry. Dostoevsky. I don't know. Um, Chekhov. I'm just naming all the Russian names I know. Carl. Uh, Tchaikovsky. Uh, Karl Marx. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so this guy, he takes old footage, like archival footage mm-hmm. from like 100 years ago, and he hand colors it by frame. Mm. And then he adds in noise. So it's not like historically accurate per se, but when you look at this footage, oh, here comes a child. Dude, you you completely jacked up our night last night. <laughs> What's up? Batman pants. Cool. Mm-hmm. Can I play Xbox again? No. No. But she was playing on the phone. She's not. She's watching a show. That's still on the phone. Are you her dad? Oh, come I didn't on. think so. But this is a girl. Dear. Like, it's a baby. God. <laughs> <laughs> Too early. It's 7.41, and the mayhem has begun. Happy weekend, everybody. <laughs> anyway, so I'm trying... Okay. Okay, so this Russian guy, he hand he hand uh, colors these this film footage from like 100 years ago, 
which normally, you know, would be in black and white, and he puts color to it. And obviously it's not the colors that would have been happening. They're not accurate. He's just guessing. You know, he's using a palette, um, like a film, a film, like, color palette from, you know, to do it. And then he adds noises. So, like, if they're at a shipyard, he'll add noises of people talking and carriage carriages going by and, you know, the ship's uh, horn going off. So then you get to look at this finished product that this guy's created. And it's not only just the footage, but it's the noises and the color. And it makes those people from 100 years ago seem so much more relatable and just real. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, Do you, we'll, we'll find the... It's amazing. We'll find the guy's name and and link it in fact i'm gonna take a note so uh what, what what's it just youtube he like recolorizes he col- he colorizes archival and historic footage and then he adds sounds to it and it just makes it feel so much more real and it makes those people like they're not silent um you know they call a lot of that generation you know the silent generation um and you can look up what that means but it's like there's not they can't speak for themselves there wasn't any any way for them to talk, you know, on camera, on video, there was no way to record their voices. And so it's interesting to hear noise. Um, the other thing that I was learning about this week is there well, was a... Before you go, I wanted to say something about that oh, first. Sure. Sure, go for it. Go for it. So, um, yes, I want to I wanna link that video. It's really cool. But I watched a, a video from uh, a YouTube creator called Vsauce that I, that I watched. Um, and he had a video that came out a week ago. It's called Illusions of Time. Hmm. And he was talking about that, like the old videos, how they, how a hundred years ago, if there was a film, they seemed so different and so separated from us in that point of time, because just because of the medium mm-hmm. and the colorization and the adding of, of, of sounds makes them more real. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really interesting video that you, like you're talking about. And then there's another video that I was going to show you that he mentioned in the, in this, in this video, the Illusions of Time. There's a, like, it's like the 80s, like 1988 or 87, or maybe even older, um, where a film creator was testing out, like, an HD camera Mm. on the streets of New York City. And it seems, like, when you watch the video, it seems almost like it was filmed today, but with actors because of the quality of the video. Like, if you watch a video, it was made made in the 1980s. It's technologically displacing. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he also referenced the, referenced this photograph of this man who was eating rice in China. This this photo was taken in 1901, oh, and, wow. I'm, and I'm showing Lindsay. And a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people are disputing the validity of this photo because he's smiling. And back in 1901, um, photographs they were they were long exposure. You had to pose for like a long time, and you had yeah. to stay super super still for the photo to take, uh, to, to come out. So most photographs of people in that era were like frowning and they look kind of pissed off. And really? it was also a cultural thing. Like, um, if you're smiling, he, he mentioned that, uh, it, it had, um, it made you look like you were like a joker or like a, like an idiot kind of like smiling was like, not like I'm happy and like, posing like we do today There's like a different yeah social connotation yeah. you want it to look to stoic it. and noble and like powerful and if there's if back then if there were any paintings of people smiling it was it was to show that they were like sort of idiots i guess well i, I think also like back then if the only way you have to remember somebody is a photograph and it takes that much work and effort to take a picture you know they're thinking in a hundred years, this is the only memory that someone's going to have of me. Or when I'm gone, this is the only memory someone's going to have of me. So they want to make sure it's just so like it's, it's culturally appropriate, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So interesting couple of videos and I'll, I'll link those really, really kind of fun. Um, you were talking about something. Yeah. There was another video. Um, I think it was on YouTube. I'll have to find it, but it was where they found what they think is some of the only audio recorded um, sound from the Edwardian period. And so it I didn't get to finish it, but it was like you could hear these Edwardian people in England talking. And it's, and it's interesting to hear the way they speak because, uh, again, they don't have 
videos with sound from that era. So the fact that this even exists is like kind of amazing. It's like maybe one of the only videos of people speaking in that time period that they have. And they found out who the people were and they went back and found those people's relatives today so they could hear their voices. So you're hearing like your great, great grandfather's voice. Wow. So it's kind of interesting just how that, again, that concept of time and recording and, and just capturing mm-hmm. a moment. Yeah. You know. That's really interesting. Yeah. I, even like my grandfather, my, I, I feel weird saying grandfather, my grandpa, mm-hmm. um, the only, the only, uh, I, I, I don't even know if I have a memory of what his voice sounded like. Um, and that we, we definitely, I don't think we have like a recorded audio of his voice, even though the technology was available for, of course, like well, maybe my, my, like my grandpa, no, there's no recordings of him huh. um, that I know of. And I know my, my, one of my aunts has a, or she has, she, she was like the camcorder mm-hmm. person. Um, so she might have some, some, some footage and my, and my uncle, like the, they're both like video people. So you should ask them. yeah, I need to ask them to see really if they cool. have a recorded voice, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's something. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I love documenting stuff. I take so many pictures and I record my own voice and I, I write things down and I document because I I think it's because I appreciate those things. Yeah. When there's a document of how life was or what things look like a long time ago, I appreciate that so much. Um, I mean, and that's kind of the whole purpose of why we started this podcast even was just like for our kids someday. I mean, I, and they may choose not to listen and that's okay too. Like they might just be like, nah, it's boring. It's just my parents. Um, but it's here for them if they want it. And it's, it's also, um, very interesting. I, gosh, I've been doing a lot of reading this week and just like taking it to the lab, I guess. It's good. So now this is so weird. It's weird and it's fascinating and I don't know how I feel about it yet. So I guess, um, (laughs) pop culture moment. (laughs) I guess Kim and Kanye are getting divorced supposedly or something. I don't know. I don't really follow that, but it was in my feed and I was like, why the hell not? I'll read it. (laughs) Um, I got some time. Yeah. Typically I don't really care about what they're doing. But the interesting thing about that is I was reading and it was talking about all the gifts that Kanye West has gotten Kim um, Kenny G. Kenny with, G with, with like a million, million roses. roses in single, in single glass jars or single vases. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sure he hand placed them. <laughs> right. Um, but I was thinking about that. I'm like, okay, what do you get somebody like that who has like whatever they want, whenever they want it? Like you have to be really creative. So Kanye West, I guess there's this company that has started making holograms of people that have passed away and they use archival footage of that person and they duplicate the way they talk and their mannerisms and you can have your own message like put in it so he did one of kim kardashian's dad who passed away when she was a kid and i watched the video and it was both fascinating and terrifying but like can you imagine having a like a hologram of your dead relative like talking to you in front of you no. So take it a step further. Now they've done one of Whitney Houston and it's going on tour for a concert series. I heard about that, yeah. Like what? I'm like, okay, first of all, that's cool that you can do that, but like maybe just let her rest in peace. I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of exploiting somebody. Um, you know, <laughs> after their death. Um But it's wild, like the fact that you can make a hologram out of somebody who's not here anymore, if you have that footage and you have that archival stuff to work with and you can present this finished piece that's like looks just like the person and talks just like the person and moves just like the person, um, I kind of wonder if that's where we're going to be at when our kids are adults. That's getting into some Black Mirror territory. I know. And I, yeah. But it's happening now. Yeah. And it's weird to me. And I'm just like, is that what our kids and our grandkids are going to be watching? Are they going to be watching like holograms of people? Like, because if it's happening now and it's for like the rich people, by the time our kids are older, it's going to be more mainstream. Like the technology is, you know? 
and more available. So that's it's just weird to think about. Like, are we gonna like recreate Elvis? And like, is he gonna go on tour again? And Michael yeah. Jackson? Like, well, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of people that push back though. Like even me and you, we we watch a documentary series about uh, what is it called, the social dilemma, and we we pushed back on where technology can be. Like yes, you can be connected with everybody all the time, and um, but do you have to be, or do you need to be? What what's what's the sacrifice? Like mm-hmm. my privacy. Um, also also there's like evidence that um, being on social media all the time is is uh is affecting our moods and our and how how we feel and um our expectations of what life is like and because everybody's posting like wonderful beautiful things like all this other stuff like so me and you are pushing back on that you deleted your facebook app um i deleted my facebook app i deleted I deleted my Twitter app, too. I actually too. want to delete Facebook, period. Like, I just want to go in and, yeah. d- and delete it, delete it. Yeah. Well, the documentary person in me doesn't want to do that because they're... You know it's backed up somewhere. They're not just going to... Like, if you yeah. reinstalled it, it would be there. Like, that's... A... Well, no. you. That's the thing. Like, you can you can leave it on their servers and you can go back and see, oh, I, I did a photo dump back in 2009. Yeah. Whatever. So that's why I'm, I'm just going to delete the app. And then, and also just leave it because yes, a lot of people are on Facebook and they're still going to be communicating with me. Like for example, last week I got an email that I was tagged in a photo for the New Mex- University of New Mexico Spirit Marching Band. Um, it was like the pregame show, and we were doing the high step, and I was tagged in it. And I've seen this picture before, but like every five years or something, they'll they'll put it up there. So it's it's a good it's a good way to connect occasionally, I think, but. I've deleted them because they've gotten they've gotten too integrated into my daily life and it's it's been degrading my my daily moods. But anyways, like back to what we we're saying like it's I think there's going to be people pushing back on holograms and technology. I guess my thought with holograms would be more like business related. Like you send a holographic Whitney Houston on tour, um who gets the money for that? Like, where does it go? Does it go to her estate? And then who's running that? And then what? what's the limit? Like, what's the end game? There's probably a lot of lo- legal gray area, but I'm... Right. Because it's new. But I would say, I would say the recording company, whoever owns the rights to her records and stuff, and whoever developed the technology, they probably get a cut. I, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, the law hasn't caught up with the technology. And so, like, you could be creating these, like... Oh my gosh, this is so nerdy. Like hologram, like industry mogul super monsters that just like continually make money. And then you have these entities that are super rich and they're profiting off of somebody who is no longer alive. Like, does it expire? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the limit? Like, I guess I'm just saying like, at what point do we say like, "Mm, maybe this isn't right? Or... Eh, maybe we limit it to like one concert a year or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just like, there's gotta be some boundaries. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So my brain goes all black mirror on that stuff. No. Like, for yeah, sure. for sure. And it's interesting to think about because we, we are in a, in a interesting part of history, me and you, because we have lived life before the internet uh-huh. and we're seeing this revolution take place in front of our eyes of integrating technology. And in our lifetime, there's probably going to be multiple like self-driving cars and... Singapore is already like working on building their city up versus out. Right. Um, (laughs) Tesla is huge. Uh, And and there's the Tesla Semi, which is going to, I think, really change the way we move goods from A to B. It's it's a self-driving semi-truck that is super fuel efficient. And, um, you know, a lot of these companies want to show their consumers that they're meeting um, greenhouse gas requirements. And a lot of them want to meet those meet those needs early. And Tesla has, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like there's, we're going to, we're, we're going to see changes, like huge changes right in front of our eyes. Apple, Apple just filed a patent for a self-driving electric car. And if you know, Apple, if you know, Apple's getting into it, Mm-hmm. Like so, Apple's getting into it. Amazon's getting into it. It's the next um, wave. Tesla, like things are changing. Yeah. Like I don't know. Well, my other thought with like I'm gonna go back to holograms for a second because I'm just like on a on a tangent here, but like I guess when I say what's the limit with that, 
like, imagine, imagine countries like North Korea, right? Their leader dies. They have limited access to media that's not filtered. Well, they don't have any access to media that's not filtered through the state, right? So Yeah, it's, everything is state-run, yeah. So, leader dies. They have the technology to create a hologram of their beloved leader, and their leader never dies, right? And they don't know any different. Like, like and so pretty soon you have this hologram leader running shit, and they are not, uh, they don't have the, the knowledge available to know that it's not him. What do you do? I mean, the technology would have to be really good. But no, you, but, but you could tell a lie to people who are you have under your thumb. You run, you run the education, you run I'm everything, saying. and you you could even say something like, "Oh, it's our our leader died, but his spirit came back." Well, and, and that, that's the thing. They already think he's a god. Like they already think that he is like above like right. earthly standards. So like it just adds this extra layer of exploitation. You right. know what I'm saying? And like. He's not going to go appearing to people. He can, he has, like, a ton of body doubles. Yeah. So what do they do? They could send out a couple body doubles to do, like, the PR around the country, and then they could do broadcasts with the with the hologram and say mm. whatever they want. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah, a little bit. I think we're all, we're all, we're all afraid of dying and death and saying goodbye to loved ones and all, and all of this. Um, but again, it's but not... But, like, the, the alternative is really scary too like a, hol- a hologram now and what's in the future like are we gonna genetically modify like humans so that they live longer i think that i don't know that's we're getting into some real sci-fi stuff here but like that's yeah. it's all black mirror yeah. well, watch that on netflix i that's just like miss that favorite. show a lot Can yeah I please like yeah i don't know <laughs> maybe we should go back um, and like rewatch it yeah and i need to finish tales from the loop too also watch uh the video of from Boston Dynamics, Ugh. where there's robots and they're oh, dancing. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to link that, too. It's, like, interesting and entertaining, but at the same time, I'm like, they can move like that? What else can they do? Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So, are you ready to get in the nitty-gritty? I am, but I need more coffee first. Okay. Can we do a coffee pause? I'm also scared because our kids are really quiet, which usually they're, they're is occupied. Good, but, but I think I just need more coffee. I've been... I've been trying to crack down a bit on YouTube for the kids because yeah, um, Luke watches Minecraft gamer videos nonstop. There's um, one of those little punk ass Minecraft gamers that I hate. I can't stand him. Bro, Broback Jack. I don't know who he is, but I will punch him in the face if he shows up <laughs> one more time in those my guys, this week. Those guys, man. Okay. Well, we're going to take a parenting pause and we will be right back. And I. Uh... Your business deserves to be talked about and recognized, and the Borellus Podcasters Guild can help do that. All of the podcast members' podcasts in the Guild reach an especially diverse, unique, and sophisticated audience hyper-localized to the Albuquerque metro area. We're proud to serve the interests of our community, and we want everyone listening to know about your business. Advertising rates are ridiculously affordable, and we'll showcase your ad on this and all our members' podcasts throughout the month. For advertising information, contact us at info at com and visit our website at BorellusPodcastersGuild.com. Out of the sunlight into the flood why do you always just string me along and die? All right, we're back. We're back. I was just admiring this Japanese-made kiln-fired mug that I got at Goodwill the other day. How do you know it's Japanese-made? Um, there's a way. Uh, I don't have it on the bottom, but there's a there's a there's a style of of china that's kiln-fired. I forget what it's called, but it's you can tell. I, yeah, I'm like an old Lindsay's lady. gonna start a podcast called Mug Identification. Shut up. <laughs> this is the second time we've talked about mugs. I like a good mug. Okay. Um, I literally go to thrift stores and I will look at the mug section and I will discerningly like pick them up. I will look on the bottom. I will feel how heavy they are. I'm like, nope, this isn't a quality mug. Putting it back. I love a good mug. All right. Um, Forty ounces to freedom. Okay, so. Let's get into the nitty gritty. We haven't done nitty gritty in a while, Mm-mm. but uh, I would like I said I was reflecting this morning and I listened to a really good record, which I'm gonna mention in our what I'm listening to section of our podcast. 
but um, yeah, I, I started writing and I had the urge to stop writing, but nobody was awake. It was dark still. So I just kept writing what was on my mind and it felt really good to release it's these like a, words. A free flow session. Yeah. It felt good to release these words. I'm not going to read any of it because it's mine and you can't read it until I'm gone. Well, um, what if we die at the same time? Then who's going to read it? Um, who's going to have the password? Who's going to know how to find it? So, you should probably put that in your will. I did send you an email with my password just in case. Oh, good God. This is so, getting dark. I mean, not today. Like, I have sent it to you in the past. So, hopefully, you can find it. Um, anyways. archived in there somewhere. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll, you'll get I'll it. I'll have my hologram find it. Also, I think there's a way to recover family members' like accounts mm -hmm. after they're gone. I know Facebook has a way to do it's that. It's like a legacy thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want like to really think about it. But anyways, uh, yeah, um, I started writing. And I was just wondering, like, I was just sort of analyzing my feelings. I, we, I listened to our podcast yesterday, and it was pretty pretty down, down and out. Like, we were talking about how lonely we are. And I think we called it friend request, please, or something. Friend yeah. requests, like, help us, we need friends. Yeah, and I listened to it, and I'm like, man, you, you're awful, Lorenzo. <laughs> oh, Stop it. Negative um, self-talk is not okay. No, but that's what the podcast was. It was super, it, it just felt negative. Um, but I started to just think on that and why I'm feeling that way. Um, and there was, there, was this, there was a lot of feelings and thoughts about purpose and you sacrifice need, need purpose yeah but in my in my journals i was talking about purpose like as an educator i felt a great deal of purpose like i was in a title one school i was you know hanging out with kids and telling them that they're you need to explain what a title one school is for so people. title one school um a title one school is a school where a certain percentage of the students um are below the poverty line to a point where they can receive free and reduced lunch and the school I taught at, the high school I taught, I taught at was like 95% free and reduced lunch. So they receive Title I funds. So it's basically federally provide money um, to support the school. It's definitely not enough. Like the, the school I taught at um, had, even with the Title I funds, was super poor. We lost a lot of programs. Uh, and the, the rich school across the, the, the city in the neighborhood where I lived which is kind of sad, um, was not Title I. And they had all of those programs, the shop and the drama and and the computers and everything else. And they, they, they were thriving because they have boosters and because they have, you know, local community support. But that's a tangent. Mm -hmm. I taught at a Title I school. Um, I feel like I, <clears throat> on my day-to-day -day life, I was able to speak like goodness into into some some young adults lives Positive. on a daily basis i was able to tell some young men like hey you can you can you can do something with your life like you're going to graduate hey look at me i i'm the first person in my family to graduate high school uh first person in my family to graduate from college you can do it you don't have to like stay in albuquerque you can move somewhere else have you ever thought i like i would like i did that on a day-to-day -day basis and i i loved my job and i i felt a great deal of purpose and this morning I was just thinking about what kind of purpose do I have now? Because I don't, I'm not in that kind of purpose. And I started to think about like the whole reason why I took this jump, this leap, um, which was not easy. You can tell from our podcast that we posted before this one, it was not easy. Like we're really lonely we're starting from scratch and it's COVID and we don't have any friends. Um, I mean, we have friends, but... Here's a daughter. What's up, lady? What's going on? Do you need some help? Oh, we're getting a call. <laughs> Parenting pause, I guess. Hey, huh? that's our that's our life. Does she need it unlocked? What's going on? What do you need? Let's parenting pause. Okay. We will be right back.
Okay, we're back. Um, yeah, so anyways, pur purpose. Like, I, ha I had that purpose. And this morning, I, I, I was sitting there um, preparing myself to go to work. Um, Lindsay's telling me to be quiet. You're, you're talking really loud. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting... When I get riled up, I okay, start talking take loud. Take it down a couple notches. Calm yourself. <sighs> Center your, your chi. Harness it. Take a breath. You're not worried about my chi. You're annoyed at me. True. Um, so, anyways, uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? You're not worried about my chi. <laughs> so I'm sitting, hang on, I'm trying to get my, get my, get my thoughts going. Um, where was I? Purpose. Purpose. So I'm sitting there about to go to work, you know, at this, at, at Amazon in a, in a huge fulfillment center. And I'm thinking, what's my purpose? My purpose is, you know, it, it's very easy to think that I'm just, I'm just like a spoke in the wheel on the, on, on this like pathway for this huge company to make more money, to be more efficient. But really I, I was thinking like, no, it's, it's more than that for me. Um, for me, my, my, my purpose now is shifted from from my community, I guess, which I'm going to have to probably find some more of that. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm still kind of like trying to figure this out. But my purpose has been now to make sure that my, my kids are okay. Mm -hmm. Because even though, even though like as an educator, I was, I was, I was feeling that, that purpose being met because I was investing back into my own community, um, my own kids were, were, were suffering, you know, at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, and it reminded me why I took this jump to move from Albuquerque to Portland in, in Albuquerque, where I was, where I was familiar with everything. Lindsay's bored. Go ahead and you talk. No, I'm not bored. I just, I'm not bored. I'm not bored. Hmm? I'm not bored. You know, the eye rolls were... It just, we don't need to get back into the moving thing. I feel like it's, it's a constant. I thought, yeah, I don't know. So purpose. Hmm? So purpose. Um, yeah, so, and, and, and then I started to go on about sacrifice and like what that means and why it's so important to people. And I don't know, we don't have to talk about that. Like sacrifice is something I think that's important and that means a lot to people. Um, it's like the whole, I mean, background and backdrop to, I think, the appeal of like Christianity, right? Is sacrificing yourself for others, not just like in the example of like a, a death, like Jesus and the cross, but like sacrificing, like putting yourself to the side to, to make sure that somebody else knows that they're cared for and loved and that their needs are met. I don't know. I think that's important. I think that that uh, resonates with a lot of people is knowing that, that you're sacrificing. And it, it's it's hard to do that. It's hard to be sacrificial. Is that a thing? Mm -hmm. But it's it means a lot to people. And, and I've noticed that right now me and you are both um, – Maybe not, maybe not willingly, but me and you both are sacrificing a lot for our kids and hopefully for each other. I don't know, but that's just like, that's just where my mind was this morning. I think I've been really angry at our kids and it's, um, part of that, like I'm frustrated with them because maybe they don't, I mean, and why would they, but they don't realize how much we have like given up to like make them a better future. Yeah. Like they, and I mean, they're young, they don't appreciate it anyway and they don't realize it, but there are days where I'm just like, they have no idea how hard it is. Yeah. I mean, well, think about yourself when you were a kid too, like your parents and my parents made a lot of sacrifices, I'm sure. And we were totally oblivious as kids. And when you're yeah. a kid, you're just, you're just a kid. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mom told me once about a time when <laughs> I was probably like 12 or 13, I was probably a little shit. And, um, she had like $25 to feed four of us for the week, like for meals. And this was probably back in 1996, right? 
So I remember complaining about dinner all the time, like that age, being like, I hate this. This is gross. I don't want to eat this. This is yucky. It wasn't that she was trying to like make crappy food. It was literally that she had like $25 to like feed us for the week. And so she didn't want us to know that at the time, you know, but like, I just feel bad now because my, my little punk ass was probably rude about it. Mm -hmm. And that was my mom trying to provide like food for me. Yeah. You know? Well, as a parent, like sacrifices, I I don't know if there's a question like about whether or not you do it. I mean, there there are sadly some parents that are like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then they peace out. Well, those parents don't have custody of their kids. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, some some of them do. Like I, yeah. I've I I again I taught in a, a very impoverished neighborhood where yeah. there were a lot of kids who who like their parents had custody of them, yet they you know had zero cares about them. Yeah. But that's that's something that when you when you when you go into becoming a parent, you know is gonna is gonna be there especially like before the number one comes, but you have no idea the magnitude of how much sacrifice there is, is, is kind of, it's, it's kind of next level. It's one of those things too, where like, it's like this unspoken understanding between parents when they already have kids. And then you meet somebody who's like about to have their first child. You can't explain it to them. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to get it until they have to live it themselves. And like, they're not going to understand just what that means until their first child like shows up and they have to really readjust their life. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. just one of those things people can't tell you because you wouldn't understand anyway. Yeah. But I think love sort of dampers the pain of having to sacrifice, like sacrificing for our kids. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not fun. It's not fun to deal with like kids bouncing around at, five in the morning as you're trying to like sleep um it's not fun trying to fit five kids into your bed or or having to deal with like complaining and whining and all sort of stuff but then but then i i think love makes things better i don't i don't want to be too like sappy or like sound like i'm some sort of saint like i don't know sometimes you <laughs> you're so, not it's some, okay some, some, <laughs> i'm here to validate that you're i know but some saint. sometimes like when i have genuine feelings like you're like you get, you get mad at me because I... Hey, hey, I, hey, I, hey, let's not play the blame game. Okay. All right, I'm not. Thanks. Sorry. No, I, I was sitting on the couch this morning thinking about sacrifice, and then and then Riley sits next to me and starts cuddling, and then Juju. And then we're just sitting there watching, um, you know, English Premier League soccer with the volume off. And they're just sitting there what and cuddling. Was? It was uh, Fulham, who's going to be re- relegated, mm-hmm. and Tottenham. Mm, Tottenham? Uh, yeah. Uh, I like them. Yeah, F- Fulham. Is it? I think it's Fulham. Um, yeah, they're they're really bad, and they're they're facing releg. You know what relegation is? It's like if they don't win, they get kicked off the league. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so in English, I'm sorry, tangent. Um, that sucks. <laughs> like you're so bad that you cannot play anymore. But it's also <laughs> it's also really cool because like the leagues below the English Premier League um, have a chance to get into the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. So the, the top three, I think, of the league below, which is, I think, I don't know if I can't remember what the league below is, can go into the English Premier League. So it's so, kind of an op- equal opportunity. Yeah, there's a lot of motivation for you to, like, really get your team together. But anyways, we're sitting there, and I'm like, <laughs> like man, like, parenting has been really hard. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm thinking about as I'm sitting here this morning, sitting on the couch this morning. Mm-hmm. Parenting has been really hard. I have not had a break with my wife. I have not enjoyed like the moments of silence that we've we had we had a chance to to enjoy when we were in Albuquerque, but like these little kids are sitting next to me, and I just love them so much. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason that I even moved was to take care of them and their needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, also I wanted to live in Portland, but mostly I wanted to take care of their needs because a lot of their needs were not being met and something had to change and we tried and we tried and we tried. So I just had this overwhelming feeling of love for these little kids. And I was just reminded how I need to, I need to, I need to give my kids patience. I need to, I need to, 
and I, and I saw a quote this morning on Reddit and I was like, having a, having a, per, having a perfect love for imperfect people or something, something like that. Yeah. It was about relationships and just having a, a very strong love and just realizing like, yeah, my, my kids are humans and they're not, they're not perfect and they have their own quirks and some of their quirks are going to really bother me. But, but I, I, I love these kids and I'm going to do everything I can to be a good parent and to raise them upright, all this other stuff. So I don't know, just very emotional this morning. Yeah, no, I, I get that emotional thing. It's kind of been in the air. I went on a Instagram story tangent yesterday and kind of lost it and started crying, which doesn't... You, you okay. cried on Instagram? I cried on Instagram. Hmm. Yeah, it was not something I normally do. It was super weird. Um, I think that, yeah, <laughs> I cried on a confession. I cried on Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to um, make that a hologram and... Oh keep gosh. it no i i think for me like it was sort of that in that vein too of like the future and my kids and last week i had to take our daughter to the doctor for her checkup and she ended up having to get four shots which i wasn't planning on i didn't know that she had to get them but it was either now or when she was five she would have to get six and so i decided to spread them out and so i felt terrible you know i'm holding her little legs down while they're poking her in her legs like four times um and she's crying and it just broke my heart. And afterwards, you know, I took her to, I told her she could pick anything she wanted for lunch because she was so brave. Oh, here she is. Um, I didn't log off of it because I was on my YouTube. Juju, mm. you're not supposed to be on YouTube, my here. friend. There you go. Mario Kart? Yeah, she loves this game. She's she's kind of a good little game player. I'm kind of impressed. She can play Mario Kart better than wait, I can. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. You to play Mario Kart? Hey. I heard, I heard. That's fine. Sometimes your siblings get things that you don't, and that's I okay. Know, but and sometimes right. you get things. Hey, we're not keeping a list. Okay? That's that's going to make you miserable okay. if you do that. Don't, mm -hmm. don't keep track of other people. Worry can about I, you. Can I play Xbox? No. <laughs> Nice try, though. So our daughter got a bunch of shots, and afterwards she wanted Panda Express. So, And then my compassion for her was, like, overwhelming, and we were at this craft store because we were in Gresham, and it's an area that I'm not super familiar with, but I was, like, by the Panda Express there was this craft store, and I was like, I want to go in there because I'm here, and I don't know when I'm going to be here again, so I'm, I'm going to go in there with Juju. And I took her in there, and there was this, like, plush, squishy, baby Yoda stuffed animal backpack thing. And... I just, I don't know. It was like on sale. It was like 10 bucks. And I was like, you can have it. Like, I just like, cause I was like, just picturing like getting stabbed in the legs four times. And I was like, take this backpack. Like, I just like, my heart was so big for her. Um, but yeah. And then, and then yesterday I, yeah. Crying on YouTube or YouTube crying on Instagram. I was listening to this song by this guy who, um, I, I said it on Instagram, but his name was Isaac Cappy, and he was kind of in the party scene in Albuquerque when we were in our 20s, and he was sort of a staple. Um, you'd see him around, you know. In, in Albuquerque, there's a certain few people that you kind of saw in that scene all the time, everywhere. Um, shout out to the Hipster King, what up? Isaac Cappy? Isaac Cappy, K-A-P-P-Y. He, he was in a couple movies. He was in a band called Monster Paws, um, and he kind of did okay in, in the movies and stuff, but... He got really into QAnon stuff and conspiracy oh, really? theories, and he ended huh. up killing himself. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, it was really sad. The, yeah. His whole story is really sad. And there's a lot of people on, like, conspiracy sites that are like, he didn't kill himself. He was killed because he was speaking the truth. I'm like, you guys, seriously, this is the, this is the problem mm -hmm. with, like, our country right now. And, like, people are literally dying because of it. And, like, it just was so overwhelming. And then I was just thinking about my own kids and, like, because this, this young man had so much talent. He was a talented dude. And the fact that all of this misinformation and garbage news and just garbage information could get to him to the point where he felt like he had to kill himself is just, to me, unacceptable. And I'm like, how, instead of feeding this monster, like, why are we not helping people? 
when they are going through this. Like, it's just, it's just unacceptable to me. Um, <clears throat> Isaac Cappy. But, um, it just broke my heart because he, he was a peer of ours. You know, he was our age. He was a peer of ours. We used to see him at Bert's Tiki Lounge. He was always at Anodyne. He, mm -hmm. he actually came back to our apartment when I, me and my uh, friend Aaron had our own apartment downtown. Like, I think he actually came back and hung out with us one time, like, with a bunch of people. Like, it's just, he's just one of those people who was one of our peers. And it's so sad. And I think about my kids and I think about all the information that they're getting constantly. And I'm like, we need to fix this. Like, it is our responsibility as their parents and the people that are primarily in charge of information right now in the world. It is, like, our job to figure this shit out. Because I do not want my children to end up being like Isaac and getting that information and feeling like there's nowhere to go. And it just was, like, this overwhelming sense of, like, right. responsibility and just, like, love for my kids. And, like, mm -hmm. thinking about, like, Isaac and, like, his mother. Like, I can't imagine getting mm -hmm. that news as a mother. Just, it was just a lot and I'm getting, I'm getting teared up now thinking about it, but yeah. you know, it's just, it's a lot. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Tragic story. Really um, sad. really, really sad. I'll, I'll, he has music. Maybe I can link his music. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very political song. It's kind of, you can see where he was at when, he, when it was hmm. made, whether you agree with it or you don't, the actual music part of it is really good. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of clips of political conversation in there. Uh, some of it is not my favorite, but you can see that he was a talented person. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if you want some fun, like there's the, the monster, monster pause video that, that was, yeah, that was made when he was champagne bike ride. Yeah. That was made when he was, um, a little, a little, um, more lighthearted and, and happy. I think, um, that was the beginning, I think of his career. But yeah, interesting. I'm gonna pull up the song. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll do this in the what's what we're listening to section. If that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's just sad. right. But yeah, so sacrifice and I, and that's just what I've been thinking about, and I I think that right now in the midst of in the midst of everything that's going on, it could be frustrating. It could be hard to deal with and hard to accept. And um, it seems like there's never a break and it could be tiring and exhausting. But um, I really do hope that in the future we can say like we did it, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. Like, and that, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get at. Purpose. You need to find purpose, whatever it is. Um and tie it back to what you want to see the future look like for your own kids, I think. Um, and it's going to involve making a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to be painful, and it's probably going to be a growth process, and there's going to be days where you ask yourself, did I make a mistake? Because I do that every other day. Did I make a mistake moving here? Did I make a mistake? Did I make a mistake? And then you have to realize that you can't grow, and you can't change anything for good or for, you know, you can't make a major shift without a sacrifice. Yeah. So. That's good. All right. Um, what are you listening to? <laughs> Drop that on me right now. Gosh. Do you want me to go first? Um, no, I got it. Uh, <laughs> so I have a new um, playlist that I've been creating for myself. <laughs> it's called 2021, New Year, Who Dis? Um, that's what I call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I call it. So I'm going to go through some of the songs that are on it, because it's not super long. Well, can I play one? Play my mix? Or just at least one or one of the songs. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch. I have been listening to the song Daffodils by Mark Ronson nonstop. Daffodils. Yeah. I, it's like this weird fusion of like old school, like funk and like high bass. Just It's just so damn good. I can't. Yeah. Let's see what it sounds like. Yeah. Just... Oh. God. Ah, uh, never mind. Okay, here it is.
So that was Daffodils featuring Kevin Parker. Uh, Uptown special is the album Mark Ronson. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. So I've been listening to the band Wild Beasts. Hang on. Um, hang on. Hang on. Wild Beasts. Yeah. There's just man. This this uh, mix is all over the place. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess we're gonna do some sampling, but. No, I'm just. I'm just. Uh, you can share it. I'll make it public. You can share it on the notes if you want to. Oh, your your playlist? Yeah. Yeah, share me, share the playlist with me. I'll share it with you. Uh, Mark Ronson, who, who else you've been listening to? Wild Beasts. Wild Beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there is... Oh, where is she? The Avalanches are on there. Um, there's a song called Honey Pie by Johnny, but it's J-A-W-N-Y. Like Jaw, New York, Johnny, hmm. Hmm. Um, which is fantastic. And then um, I've been listening to this singer. Her name is Steph Chura. Hmm. Um, the song is called "All I Do Is Lie." She's kind of a rocker chick style thing happening with hmm. her. And then if we're gonna get folky on it, um, there's a song called "Rain Plans" by Israel Nash on there too. So it's it's all over the place. Like this mix is is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Israel Nash. Yeah. Okay. So I'll share the playlist that way cool. people can listen to what's on Lindsay's what's on mind. My mind. Yeah. Cool. Cool. New Year. Who does? What are you listening to? Um, I listened to a live stream of uh, a marketing workshop from Burrell's Podcasters Guild. Shout hey, out. Uh, I yesterday. On that one. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to see that that video, well, you have to. I think you have to be a member to get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, join join the guild. Yeah. Um, Podcastersguild.com. Yeah. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but kind of a sponsor. Or meet me for a coffee and we'll just we'll just talk about marketing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm lonely. <laughs> Be my friend. Buy uh, me a coffee and talk marketing to me, baby. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that, but... <laughs> Why not? You're in Portland. You can do it. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> Sexy marketing. Okay, what else are you listening to? Oh, that's me. That's I'm, you. I, I'm it's on, your turn. It's on me. My turn. <laughs> so, <laughs> YouTube video... Uh, yeah, that was a shout out. But yeah, the 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 YouTube video from um, uh, Vsauce, which was really cool. Um, I've also been listening to the record that I listened to this morning. Um, as as I was reflecting, was a really there was a really good song on this on this record that uh, it reminded me of where we are right now me me and you what do you are you looking for more that you're listening to no i'm trying to find the link to that that uh footage here it is that footage the colorized footage all right can um, you send it to me a messenger i can it's also interesting that i can um see what our kids have been watching yeah and i don't like it they're all toys stuff <sighs> all right send it to me because i have something nice to say to you yeah i will <laughs> oh okay what oh you have some no you have you have something nice to say to me yeah Thanks. No, this uh, this record that I started, it's not a record, physical record, but a recording, uh, an album 
not a not a physical album, but a an EP. Uh, <laughs> I'll just move on. It's uh, Wanderlust um, is the name of it, and it's by um, an artist called Hollow Coves. Oh yeah, you sent me that. Um, I sent I sent you that this morning, mm-hmm. and there's this song called Coastline. And as I was like being very feeling feeling emotional and reflective and feeling a lot of love for a lot of people, um, I played this song and I was actually like listening to the lyrics. And, and it just made me feel like everything that I'm doing right now and all the sacrifices and all of the, and and all of the, everything that's going, that, that's going on. I don't have to focus on, on, oh, this is hard. I can focus on pushing forward and I can focus on, um, being strong and I can focus on being tenacious and also all these other good qualities and I don't have to be bogged down by everything because it's all worth it mm-hmm. because of because I have you and because I have the kids and I don't know. Anyways, I'll just play the song. It's called Coastline. Drop that clip. So here we go. So that song is a really good one. I like that. Yeah. 
being in a dream and just uh, just recognizing the beauty like of nature um I mean, it's not really sunny here, but I... I it can be, though. That's it, yeah. the thing. Like, it can be, <laughs> and it is. It's just not sunny today. Right. No, this song just... It sort of... It sort of just um, hit me in a lot of different areas this morning as I was sitting there. Being with you, how... I mean, this feels like a dream. Like, being in Portland. Aww. No, like, it, I mean, it just feels dreamy, doesn't it? It does. It, it does doesn't feel dreamy. real. Because I, I, I never thought that I would be experience life outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I just, See, I never, I never thought that. And now that's so strange. Like and, that's so strange to me. And now I'm here and I'm, and I'm looking outside my window right now and there are ancient dug furs everywhere <laughs> and it's foggy <laughs> and I, and it, and the sky is, is gray and it's a little, you know, it's misting a little bit. Um, it doesn't seem real sometimes. Yeah. And true. And I can I, the the song just is is beautiful to me because just going to the coast and experiencing the power like the Pacific Ocean has this like energy with me like it's just like powerful and the waves are crashing and and it's just it's a beautiful power I don't know no it other, is like it's other very, than just to say that it's a very powerful feeling when you're at the coast and you're just like oh wow mm-hmm. like. This is crazy. Like yeah. life, it, life is big here. Like, right. I, I mean, I don't want to say like life. Well, is the ocean big is interesting here, to but... me too because it's it's dangerous and beautiful. Yeah, it's it's to be respected. No, it's there's some kind of majesty about being surrounded by huge trees mm-hmm. and like right, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it is it is right. amazing. Yeah. So so we're here. We're in Portland. Um, that's my theme song, and I think I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't know if there's any podcasts I've been listening to really. Um, oh, uh, dad, I have to pee, <laughs> which, uh, is really good. They've, they, they're, they're kind of right down my, my alley, um, uh, marching bands and punk rock. And I just, I, I like their, their humor and they're a guild, they're a guild members. Uh, so shout out Burrell's podcast guild, uh, and Dad, I have to pee, which we are promoing on this episode. So yeah, um, and we promoted on our last episode too, but we're promoting them again. And I'm so proud. <clears throat> excuse me, I am so proud of the guild. Like just as a as a as a member, as a founder. Like I am so proud of these people that are a part of our family. Mm-hmm. In terms of podcasting, like they're amazing people. They're amazing people. So yeah. All right. With that, I hope you have a great week, um, and we'll catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm. All right. versus podcast is a proud member of the Borellas Podcasters Guild.